In today's show, I'm going to look at Monday's NBA action. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Before I get into talking about the games, I asked this on Twitter today and I am going to have a new segment on today's show. But if you guys, if I could do one new segment on this show, what would you guys want? Drop it down in the comments below. Tweet it at me. Drop it on Instagram as well. And I'm just trying to find ways to expand the show to do things a little bit different, but there will be a new segment on today's show, and you can let me know when that segment airs, what you think of it, but any other suggestions you have, drop them down in the comments below. Let's talk about the games on Monday now, and the first game was a rematch of Sunday, the Charlotte Hornets and the Orlando Magic. The Magic win this one, 117-108. Gordon Haywood and Terry Rozier both dropped 24 points. Haywood's uh, strong run continues. He is now the 21st ranked player in category leagues, and he is the 33rd ranked player in points leagues for the season. 24 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, and a block with his 43 fantasy points today, while Rozier had 24 points, 0 rebounds, but he had 4 threes. He'd been slumping a little bit, Terry. Had 32 fantasy points today as well, while LaMelo Ball... Not the best performance from Lamella, just the nine points in 21 minutes with four assists. He did have two blocks, but those minutes are a little bit frustrating, just the 20 fantasy points for Lamello as well. He has started to fall off a little bit of late. He is absolutely still a must-roster guy and maybe a little bit of a buy-low player. While Paul Washington Jr., we were somewhat worried about what would happen when Zala returned. I didn't expect it to be like this. 23 minutes for Washington, two points. Six rebounds and four assists with no defensive stats and one of six from the field. That's with Biombo playing 27 minutes and Zella playing 18 minutes. So basically no minutes for Washington at center, which is realistically the best position for him and where he puts up the best fantasy numbers. Now, we're not dropping poor Washington, but it was something that we wanted to watch to see how it impacted him. And it hasn't been good so far. Just a putrid 13 fantasy points in today's action for Washington for a guy that is averaging 29 fantasy points per contest this season. Not the greatest. That is one to watch. Miles Bridges had 28 minutes for 10 points. He is still more of a stream guy and a 14-team league player rather than a must-roster guy. And in points leagues, he's definitely not a 12-team league guy. Got a lot more value in category formats than he does in uh, in, in points leagues. For the uh, Orlando Magic, Nikola Vucevic, 28-12-7 with four threes. Cements himself inside the top 20. He's been absolutely amazing. Well, Evan Fournier has been great as well. 19 points with five threes, six assists, and two steals. Fournier should not be on any waiver wire. He had... Uh he is now the 88th-ranked points league player, Fournier, and he's 83rd in category leagues, 34 fantasy points today. But let's talk about the big news, I guess, is Cole Anthony. Really, really good stuff. Now, I talked about him, I think, after yesterday's game, how he was trending upwards, and he took it a step further here. 21 points in 31 minutes with four threes, five rebounds, and three assists. And he just looks a lot more comfortable. Now, he's not going to be a 67% shooter. We're well aware of that. But he's a guy that I think should be rostered in all leagues, and let's just see where this goes. Can he remain as a top 150 player? He's got a lot more value in points leagues, in my opinion. I think he's going to be a top 100 player over there, but I wouldn't be leaving him on any waiver wire. 
Terry Ross played a lot of minutes, but didn't do much outside of the three steals. Six points in 32 minutes for Ross, which was 21 fantasy points. While Aaron Gordon... Um, Pretty rough on the percentages, 33 from the field and 40 from the line, but ended up with 12, 11, and 7. And Point Gordon is absolutely a thing, and I think it will continue to be a thing. He had 36 fantasy points today. It wasn't as good for him in a category league because of those horrendous percentages, but he was pretty strong. Dwayne Bacon also scored well, but in true Dwayne Bacon fashion, did absolutely nothing else, and that's just who Dwayne Bacon is. And uh, I'm pretty sure we are all well aware of that with the, the Baconator. Let's move on now to the next game. We're looking at a bit of an upset. Someone called this on my uh, pregame stream. They said, what do you think about the Pistons plus five? I'm like, no, I don't think so. Screw plus five. The Pistons win it by 15. 119 to 104 against the Philadelphia 76ers. And so much so that we got you know, junk time minutes for guys like Tyrese Maxey and Isaiah Joe and Paul Reed and even Terrence Ferguson was getting into this game. There was no Joel Embiid. Dwight Howard started the first half of the Sixers, but Tony Bradley started the second. 12 and nine for Bradley for five and four for Dwight. Tony Bradley better than Dwight Howard? I don't think he is, but it's not that big of a difference. Bradley was pretty good here. Just at least a name to watch for deep, deep leagues when Embiid is out. He had 26 fantasy points today, while Maxi really came on. Um, I don't think this means we add Maxi. 17 points, three steals, two assists. I like Maxi long-term, but the value is not there for him this season, in my opinion. And then we go to the next bloke, and that is... Another piss-poor night from Shake Milton. 10 points in 23 minutes on 30% shooting. This is a slump for him. He will get better. But will he get back to being a must-roster 12-team league or t- guy or 10-team league guy? Probably unlikely. He had the 15 fantasy points in this one, which is okay. But yeah, he's already this season 130th in points leagues. He's not worth it in points. In category, he's got more value. But I don't think that he is going to remain. I don't think he is a must-roster 12-teamer. Seth Curry had a bit of a struggle as well. Seven points on 20% shooting. I'd much rather have Seth than Shake at this point. While Ben Simmons got into some pretty extreme early foul trouble. Just the 21 minutes for him. 11-4-4 four four with two steals. While the thick hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. 25 points in 30 minutes for Harris. With seven rebounds and three threes. Pretty strong game for Harris. Who's been really, really good this season. 35 fantasy points for Harris here. For the Pistons, no Derek Rose, and DeLon Wright went bananas. Now, I I get criticized a lot, and that's fair enough. This comes with the job, right? I criticized for being too high on DeLon Wright, and then this year I was criticized for being too low on DeLon Wright. I don't even know where I feel, but I don't even know what the hell I feel about DeLon Wright at this, mo- at this moment. 36 minutes, 28 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, 4 triples. He shot amazingly, 8 of 9 from the line, not sustainable, nor are the free throw attempts, Six of, or 67% from the field, not sustainable, and 36 minutes, not sustainable. But he's putting up some pretty strong numbers, and while Derek Rose is out, yeah, D-Lon is at least a guy to look at. Now, long-term, you'll get um, Killian Hayes returning. you probably get Derek Rose returning. Who knows, though, with his knee, which is absolutely rooted. Um, yeah, so Wright has some short-term value, but it's so hard to know because he might go back and play 22 minutes and have four points. Jeremy Grant had 25, 8, and 5, which account counted for 48 fantasy points. Steal on the block, continues to be excellent. 26th ranked player this year. Uh, one of the biggest surprises of the season. And yeah, one of the biggest surprises of the last week. The Duke, Wayne Ellington. What a massive game again. 20 points, 6 triples, 70% shooting. He is banging in threes at an ungodly rate. He is a 12-team roster rule player. And I did not think that I would ever, 
ever be saying that about Wayne Ellington this year. I didn't even know that he'd play, but Dwayne Casey and his rebuilding team, you've got to just force feed those shots to Ellington. You have to do it. When you've, got, you've got no other choice outside of the guys that are young and need minutes to develop. But yeah, you, you know, we've got to give those minutes to Ellington. But that doesn't matter for fantasy because he's doing it. So we have to go and roster him and get those threes and points. Josh Jackson got ejected because he is a numb nuts. 12 points in 21 minutes with seven rebounds and a steal and two blocks. He'd been coming along pretty nicely the last couple of games. I think he's probably more of a points league guy. He had 30 fantasy points in this one. Um, and I wouldn't, like, in a 14-team league for points leagues, I'd add him. And he's getting into that 12-team ad for points leagues, I think. Sekou Dumbaya played all right. While Blake Griffin, uh, uh, Griffin piss him off. Get rid of him. Uh, I can't deal with this shit with Griffin. Um, and maybe that's just me being reactionary, and I think I am being reactionary there. But if I wanted to slow myself down and have a look at it, Blake Griffin's the 158th ranked player on a per-game basis in 32 minutes a night. Pair that with injury risk. Pair that with games off for back-to-backs. Why do I? Why do you want to bother? In a 10-team league, see you later. Like, absolutely see you later. In a 12-team league, yeah, absolutely see you later, I guess. I just don't see the point in him. Now, he'll have better games than this. There's no doubting that. And you'll feel stupid when he goes out there and has 25, 7, and 7. You go, fuck, Josh, you've told me to drop Blake Griffin. And it'll come, and I'll go to myself, fuck, why did I tell people to drop Blake Griffin? And then he'll go out and have 6, 2, and 2, much like he did today. I think he's worth dropping, if if the right player is there on the waiver wire. Sadiq Bay just couldn't find those minutes. Just can't get the minutes when you've got Griffin and, and Ellington playing. It's so hard to find those young guys' minutes. Nine minutes for him, zero points, while six minutes for Svee McKay. Look, Bay, look, Bay's not a good player at this point. He's not a good fantasy player either. And you shouldn't have any sort of faith in him having value in 12 or 14-team leagues this for this season. But some of the nonsense that uh, your mate Dwayne Casey chucks out there is pretty infuriating at times. And by at times, I mean all the time. If you want to put your knowledge to the test and prove that you know more than Dwayne Casey, there is plenty of NBA action on, and you can use your knowledge to put your money where your mouth is, where your thoughts are, where your bragging rights are with your friends. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. The Super Bowl, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Kansas City Chiefs. Who do you think is going to win? I reckon it's going to be the Chiefs. And uh, I don't watch much NFL, but Patrick Mahomes is pretty exciting. So do I put it on him in the Chiefs winning and him for a Super Bowl MVP? I thought, sure, everyone will be doing that. But if you want to do that, go to betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON. And you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. Also, quick reminder, there is a new podcast on the network where you can get the sports news that you need in less time with a new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today. It's a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes and subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, next game. Let's take a bit of a look at this one, and it is a rematch again from Sunday. And we're up to uh, all the Indiana Pacers. And the Toronto Raptors, the Pacers win at 129, the Raptors 114, a reversal from Sunday. And this is an interesting one because uh, Sabonis had to leave this one early. There was no Pascal Siakam again for the Raptors, but Kyle Lowry returned. And Storm and Norman Powell played 40 minutes, and he was good, 24-6-6. And And all these games that he's starting, he's putting up great numbers, 42 fantasy points in this one for Powell. But still, he's outside the top 175 over the course of the season, which is obviously shit arse. Nah, it's shithouse. It's shithouse from Powell, but he's been much better lately. So while Siakam is out, grab him, and let's just see where this goes. 
Stan Johnson started again, and Stan Johnson, the playmaker, was at it again. Six assists, two steals, one block, 0 of 1 from the field. But while Siakam is out, he's got at least 20 team value. And honestly, if you would have told me I've got a 120-man league, I would have said, you probably just leave Stan on the waiver wire. Look, I know there's only 500 players, but, but just, just leave him on the waiver wire. But he's playing all right. He's playing well. The wiki, Chris Boucher, 30 minutes, nine points, nine rebounds, one steal, two blocks. And someone asked me, Josh, can you do a, a nickname explainer one sh- per show? Because we don't know what you're talking about. And I have explained every single nickname on this podcast, but I understand having done 2,100 shows that you haven't listened to everyone. I've barely listened to everyone and I've hosted them all. So here it is, explainer, Chris Boucher. Back in the 90s, 2000s, there was a wicketkeeper, a cricket position, in uh, and a guy that played for South Africa, a wicketkeeper, and his name was felt the same, Boucher. But his name was pronounced Boucher. His name was Mark Boucher. Matt Smith brought this up. He goes, why is this Boucher? And his name was Boucher. And I go, obviously, it's because of the French, the French part of uh, Chris Boucher there. So we said, well, that's good. Same name, Boucher, Boucher. Mark Boucher was a wicketkeeper, which is shortened to being a wiki. So Chris Boucher becomes the wiki. There you go. Who needs a long run-up when you can get to that one? Uh, Boucher started the second half, nine points, nine rebounds, two blocks, shot horribly, 25%, but the minutes are the most encouraging thing here. While the Jedi, OG, Ananobi. But what about Scarf? OG. Stop ones. OG. Uh, you better stop OG. Yeah, a bit of a downgrade from last game, but 10 points in 28 minutes. Got smacked in the mouth and had to have stitches um, and was able to yeah, return, but that cost him some of the playing time that he had here. Um, yeah, solid enough. Well, Lowry was terrible. 12 points on 18% shooting. Maybe if someone panics, you buy low, but I doubt, I doubt they will. And Terrence Davis was atrocious. Much like his uh, his personality, Davis had three points in six minutes in this one. For the Pacers, let's talk about Sabonis. Suffered a knee contusion, didn't return. X-rays were clear. He will have an MRI on uh, Tuesday. So we'll see if that means anything. If he is out, then you're going to get uh, more minutes for Jeremy Lamb, who played 33 on a back-to-back a week after returning from a leg fracture slash ACL, absolutely amazing recovery from Lamb. I'll talk about him in a sec. And you'll get a little bit of the dart Gogobadadze. Problem with my Gogomobile. Gogomobile. No, not the dart. Not the dart. Nah, absolutely the dart. 12 minutes for Badadze. This is why I like this bloke. If he gets minutes, he will produce. 10 points, 12 minutes, two blocks, 60%. Hit all four of his free throws. Now, it's just, I said it was going to be three, four years before he got that opportunity. But just a name to continue to remember that when he's out there, the production will probably come. Miles Turner had 21 and 10 with three steals and uh, three blocks, sorry. And then on the Buy Low podcast today, I said Malcolm Brogdon had been struggling. He must have listened. Of course, Brogdon's a massive fan. He had 58 fantasy points, which was 36 real life points, seven rebounds, nine assists, three threes. 59% shooting and a whopping 13 of 14 from the free throw line. Brogdon is the 23rd ranked player now for the season. And in a points league, he is the 27th ranked player. An absolute monster from him. While Timothy John McConnell, nine assists, five rebounds, two steals, two blocks. You cannot find a better assists and steals streamer anywhere. And that means he's got 12 team value. Jeremy Lamb, 33 minutes, remarkable. 22 points, remarkable. He did start off pretty well and slow down. I think he had 22 points in his first 23 minutes and then didn't score after that. But 22 points with seven rebounds, three threes on 58% shooting. He is riding absolutely high at the moment. 34 fantasy points there. He's a top 100 player so far this season. I don't buy a little bit of what he's doing, but I just had so many concerns about 
the return from that really significant injury and the fact that he's never been on a per minute basis a very, very good fantasy player in the past. I think he's had one top 100 season in his entire career and that wasn't even last year when he was playing without Victor Oladipo. He averaged 12 points per game on a usage of uh, you know, under 20%. This year, he's averaging 17 points per game. It's coming on 54% shooting and 93 from the line. So there is going to be some regression there. And that's what's really fueling his numbers. Because his best fantasy category this season is free throw percentage. The four attempts and 93%. There's going to be some come down there. His second category is 54 from the line. And when I see someone who's not known for doing that, putting those numbers up, it does mean they're primed for regression. So add him. See what happens. See if someone wants to give you a top 75 guy back. They probably won't, but they might because there are a lot of Jeremy Lamb believers out there and see what you can do with it because they are some unsustainable numbers in my opinion, which again, people will definitely disagree with and that's totally fine. Shit game from Justin Holiday as well as Doug McDirt. This is a McDirt special, two points in 17 minutes. They'd been starting him. He'd been scoring all right, but McDirt always comes through in the end, two points in 17 minutes while Holiday had five and five in 30 minutes. I'd still prefer Holiday over McDermott in a 12-team format, and Dougie's fine if you're looking to stream some points and threes in, but that realistically is about it for him. If you are looking for a part for your car, to get a part for my car replaced as some sort of engine pressure hose, I don't know shit about cars. I know how to drive them. That's it. I had to go and try and find it. It was a nightmare. Going to a local auto repair store, it takes forever for them to find the right part for your car. If you like tinkering, you're not going to be want to do that. And especially, you're not going to want to get charged extra prices. RockAuto.com, it's a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, whether it's your classic or your daily driver. You get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And best of all, the prices of rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Built Bar, guys, it's back. So many people don't understand my accent when I say accent when I say built bar. Built bar. Built bar is back. Six new flavors. That's enough of that. Twelve to go with the original twelve flavors: caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. You love them. They're covered in hundred percent chocolate and they are soft and easy to chew. It's going to say something very rude then, but I'm sure Built Bar wouldn't like me to say it. Um, these are great if you're looking to lose or maintain weight and getting that delicious treat right into you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for a keto diet. The new Cherry Barcia Bar, 17 grams of protein with only 130 calories and an absolutely minuscule 4 grams of sugar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. The promo code is LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, let's go on to the next game, and we are looking at the Miami Heat and the Brooklyn Nets. What a low-scoring affair this one was. Um, the Nets get the win in the end, 98-85. Um, the Heat were without all those players. Again, no Butler, no Hero, no Bradley, no Leonard. Bam Adebayo continues to be really, really good. Bam, 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 bam. Now, he could be a little bit of a sell high, but maybe not. He's shooting free throws at a high rate, 26, 10, and 5. I think he's a solid top 20 player. Dragic is a sell high. They're 21-6-5 with six 
threes. He had 33 minutes. And the thing is, I just don't think when everyone's healthy, he'll play 33 minutes. So there is some sell-high ability there. 34 fantasy points for Goran in this one. Well, Kelly Olenek, this is what Spolster does. And this is what I said with Olenek multiple times. He's playing a lot of minutes. Add him. And then later on, which always happens after two to three weeks, Spolster will drop him down to 20 minutes to 17 minutes. And I can almost guarantee you in the next week or two, he'll be out of the rotation. And then he'll come back and he'll play 29 minutes and the value will come back up. And I said, add him, see where it goes. And when the minutes drop, piss him off. The minutes have dropped, then piss him off. 18 minutes, two points, two blocks, one of seven shooting. Uh, four fouls did limit him here, so maybe take that into account. But it had been trending down anyway for Kelly. Now, he's not an automatic drop, but have a look who's available on the waiver wire, whether that's someone you want to do. Now, I wouldn't drop him for Kendrick Nunn, who had 11 points in 35 minutes, but he is about to be absolutely evaporated out of the rotation when those guys come back. Who knows when that is? Well, Gabe Vincent had six points in 19 minutes, and KZ Okpala, three points in his 21 minutes. Precious Achua had some foul issues in this one very early on, but ended up with 13 minutes. His numbers have gone down a little bit. And we had 28 minutes for Andre Iguodala taking a lot of those um, a lot of those Olympic minutes. For the Brooklyn Nets, who has James Harden and is frustrated? Me? I'm sure plenty of you. But I tell you what got me excited, the end of this game where Harden, he just wouldn't take shots. In the end of this game, he basically, I don't know if it was him that did it, if it was Nash that did it, if it was Durant that did it, if it was Irving that did it, kids, headphones on, earmuffs, whatever. Harden just said, all right, fuck this shit, let's go. And he just took over and won the game for him, pretty much. Like, he extended the game, put it out of reach. And that's what we know that Harden can do. So it's frustrating to see him go out there and just try and find DeAndre Jordan and set up Jeff Green when the bloke can just take over games, even when Durant and Irving are out there. So it's frustrating. But he ended with 20 points, eight assists, four rebounds, one steal, one block. And if people didn't watch this entirety of this game and see what he did down the end, they might look at it and go, oh, 20% usage for Harden? <sighs> Yeah, that's shithouse. I'd trade him for a top 15 player. That's what people might say. I would say bullshit to that. I still value him as a top five guy. I think he's going to figure it out. Um, And I'm still thinking it's a real buy low for him. Durant had 20 and 13. Struggled in the first half. Changed his shoes at halftime because he stubbed his toe, apparently. Uh, Ended up with a brilliant, brilliant line outside of the fact that he shot 29% from the field. Still had 51 fantasy points. Harden had 40 and Irving had 33. Kyrie ended up with 16 points on 17 shots with eight rebounds and four assists. I do think that Harden will end up ranked higher than Irving. I think he's going to be higher than Durant as well, but at this point he is behind. And at this stage so far this year per game, Durant's number two, Irving's number six, and Harden is number nine. And in a points league, it is Durant Durant three, Harden eight, and Irving 12. Um, so yeah, some pretty interesting numbers there. DeAndre Jordan, under 20 minutes on a team that has no other center. If they sign any center with a pulse, even one who maybe doesn't quite have a pulse, he's in real trouble. Uh, 11 and 6. I wouldn't say that he's a must drop. I wouldn't say that he's a must hold though. If he's getting this, uh, if Nick Claxton comes back and looks solid, Jordan's finished. And if anyone wants to give you a top 100 player for him in a trade, you pull that off. Giggity, 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 giggity. Where's the button? Where's the button? Can't just keep doing manual sound effects. Giggity. There it is. Um, he's, he's, in, he's in real trouble, and you've got to consider moving on from him. If someone offers you that, you take it. 11 and 6 in 20 minutes. Jeff Green on the bench. My name is Jeff. Uh, 10 and 5. Yeah, more of a 14-team league. While Joe Harris had 12 points with his three threes. All right, let's go on to the next game now. We're looking at the Lakers and the Cavs. Massive game for LeBron in this one. As the Lakers win 115 to 108. LeBron, 
38 minutes, 46 points, 7 triples, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks. LeBron is still outside the top 20 on a per-game basis this season, um, but that 74 fantasy points, and I, think, I can't remember if I... I think it was maybe on the live show today where I said I reckon he might be a little bit of a buy-low in a points league. Obviously, that worked out pretty nicely uh, here with that sort of production. Let's hope he can get back to being that top 20 or top 10 points league player. This was excellent. Anthony Davis couldn't really hit anything, 17 and 10. Won 31% shooting, but the three steals and three blocks. He's coming slowly. Giggity. I guess that's better than coming quickly. And yeah, the numbers are coming, but we just want it all to be put together. I think Dennis Schroeder's a drop. 10 points, one rebound, one assist. He's the 159th ranked player. Like that, so that's not breaking news that I think the guy that ranked outside the top 150 is a drop, but he's rostered everywhere. In a 10-team league, what are you doing? Fingers out of assholes. Get rid of him. 12-team league, see you later. And again, as I always say that, make sure there's someone good to pick up. Are you picking up, you know, Boba Majanovic? Then don't. But see who else is out there. But I don't think he's a must-hold player. Well, Montrez Harrell just just barely holding on to 12-team value, 15 and 6 in 26 minutes. And I guess that helped a little bit that Marcus Sol got into some pretty early extreme foul trouble and played just 10 minutes in the end. Caruso, uh, I don't even know why I brought him up. He had two steals. That's awesome. That means nothing. Cool. On to the Cavs. They were without Larry Nance. So they started the artist formerly known as Torian Prince at Power Forward. And I talked about this yesterday where his ad percentage was way up, and I didn't understand why. I still don't. 25 minutes, 7 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Not a 12-team league guy. See you later. Uh, Darius Garland, if anyone drops him, I'll add him. Uh, just 26 minutes, 11, 2, and 5, but at least the shooting was back. He'll be back to normal minutes next game and should be starting next game, so you can uh, feel a bit relieved there. Well, since that big game against the Nets, Colin Sexton's kind of sucked. And not really, but compared to where he was at, 17 points on 17 shots. He did have six assists, but only 30 minutes. The numbers have dropped off a little bit here for Sexo, who had just the 30 fantasy points. And Andre Drummond, you look at that and you go 25 and 17. Yeah, baby, he's back. But it's just so frustrating to watch this bloke. It's unbelievable. Get the ball out of this guy's hands. Why? And you, look, you deserve to lose. If, if you, there is a game where Andre Drummond has a 37% usage, you deserve to lose. Simple as that. That is uh, just a universal law. It's probably the 11th commandment. Thou shall not give Andre Drummond more than 35% usage and expect to win. And it didn't happen. He only played 28 minutes despite those gaudy box score numbers. I do not believe he's getting back to what he did at the start of the season. The 45 fantasy points are, are really nice, obviously, for Drummond here. But yeah, I just I don't think he's particularly good. He is still the 15th ranked player on a per-game basis for points leagues. I don't think he finishes as a top 25 guy. Allen had 6-5 and five in 29 minutes with two blocks. He is a soft hold in 12s. Well, Chetty Osman was great. 20 points, 5 triples, 3 steals. He is going to lose a little bit when guys like Nance, Love, and um, Garland get back to full minutes. But he's got some at least 14-team league stream value for the time being. Now, a lot of rumors coming out. Andre Drummond might get bought out. Cool. Uh, the, they're looking to trade Kevin Love. They're looking to trade JaVale McGee. The Nets are going to get in on this. Unless I hear Shams or Woj report this, don't buy into it because you're going to be making so many moves based on bullshit rumors that Legion Hoops or NBA Central or Hoop Dreams or some other bullshit Twitter, Instagram page that just pull stuff out of their ass. Like you're going to hear Scoop B talk about it. And this stuff is not realistic and it's not, it's not legitimate. Um, so... While I un- the appeal for Kevin Love getting traded is huge, how many years in a row have we heard that? Like, I feel like it's been four years. Andre Drummond, it makes a ton of sense to trade him. What the hell offers are going to be out there for him when literally no one wanted him last year apart from the team that currently has him? 
And that might mean Jared Allen is unleashed or Larry Nance gets 35 minutes. And I'm still holding on to Nance, of course, here. But these expectations that these magical trades are just going to be pulled off because, oh, that would make sense. That's just going to happen. I just, it, vast majority of the time, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. And I think we need to be well aware of that before putting our our eggs in the stash basket of a lot of these players that we just expect to uh, to get traded when, in reality, that's just not the way that it works in the NBA. All right, let's go on to the next game now. It is the Denver Nuggets beating the Dallas Mavericks, 117-113. The headmaster, Jamal Murray, was ejected after he tried the old reach around on Tim Hardaway, hit him in the old dick. 16 points for Murray in 25 minutes. Shot the ball well, but we didn't get the full experience. Well, Mickey Porter, 28 minutes for Porter off the bench, 30 points, six triples, eight rebounds, two steals. Absolutely dominating. He needs to be in this starting lineup ahead of Farton Will Barton. I think it happens next game. Well, big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. Keeping the steal rate up, another two steals here. 20 and 10 with four assists. And those assists are starting to come down now. Uh, I still don't. I don't think he's going to end the season as the number one player. While uh, Gaz Harris had 10 points and uh, Farton Will Barton, 6, 7, and 5. Pretty poor night from Paul Millsap. Two points in 19 minutes for him. He has no business being on a 12-team league roster. PJ Dozier pulled his hammy after nine minutes, while Monty Morris had eight points and six assists. Morris always is a good source of bench assists. Uh, Porter, absolutely fantastic stuff. 45 fantasy points. Just quickly talking about him, because yeah, coming back from COVID off the bench, he is the 54th-ranked player in a points league this season. And I think that's going to go up in a category league. Can he be a top 30 guy this year? I reckon he might be able to. He's just putting up big numbers, big usage. I think it's going to have an impact on the headmaster, though. For the Mavericks, Luka Doncic, just the casual 82 fantasy points today. 35, 11, and 16 with four steals and a block. And most importantly, Luka hit all 10 of his free throws, which is something that you just don't see that often. And that's what holds him back a lot of the time. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, did he make us proud? Yes, he did. 16 points in 31 minutes, 27 fantasy points, a steal, a block, two triples, 88% shooting. It won't continue, and he's going to cop a real hit when those other guys return. And it looks like Richardson, Finney-Smith, and Powell are very close to returning. Kleber probably a little bit way off there. Bronson had 12 points in his 25 minutes, while Timmy Hardaway recovered from getting a dick shot. 19 points in 37 minutes with two triples. Some pretty poor shooting for Tim, but you know some solid enough numbers that makes him remain a 12-team league guy. In a points league, he's averaging 26 and nine. He had 32 here. So pretty good production. Porzingis just had 16 and six. Porzingis. Nothing great. Nothing spectacular. But he did have a lot of shots. 31 usage, 18 shot attempts, only hit six of them. He will be better. While Corley Stein started, he had two points. And remember, yeah, Boban. Oh, Mavs beat reporters. Boban's going to play a lot because he does so well against Jokic. He had two points in three minutes. So I guess that's not the case. Well, Josh Green went from starting to uh, literally not playing at all. So that's uh, cool for him. Let's go on to the next game now. We're looking at the Boston Celtics pummeling the Chicago Bulls, 119-103. Jason Tatum was back 24-4-5 in 31 minutes, while Jalen Brown had 26 in his 30 minutes with two steals and five triples. Brown continued a massive run of scoring, 67% from three again. His shooting numbers through the roof had a higher usage than Tatum as well. Really, really good stuff from uh, from him. While Marcus Smart, another great night, 13-5-11 with two steals and a block. He's a top 40 player over the last week, Marcus Smart, really starting to put it together. While Vanilla Tice, 19 3 
three and three, three steals, three blocks in 28 minutes. Uh, at the start of the season, when the Celtics signed Tristan Thompson, I put out a tweet saying, I think Daniel Tice is better than Tristan Thompson. Channing Fry found that tweet, laughed at me, said, oh, come on, stop it. What are you talking about? Um, and everyone piled on. Daniel Tice is better than Tristan Thompson. I, is there any argument? Can anyone make that argument anymore? You surely can't. Ty should be the starter. Now, whether he is a 12-team league guy or not, I don't think so. He's probably more of a um, more of a 14-team league guy. But that is still yeah, really, really strong production. Tristan Thompson had zero points in 17 minutes with 10 boards, while Rob Williams had Rock DJ under 10 minutes, zero points. Now, I, I really do not know how they're going to find the minutes for Rob Williams when Tatum, Brown, and Kemba play because they haven't played together yet. And that would mean limited minutes for the Tyson-Thompson combination. And that means that three centers are going to go into 48 minutes somehow. And I'm not sure how that's going to work. Regardless, I don't think there's going to be enough minutes for Rob Williams to be a must-roster player with all those other guys around. Jeff Teague, he's finished. Eight points in 22 minutes for Teague with four assists. At least I get to bang this one more time. My name is Jeff. He's uh, only been kept in the rotation by the fact that Peyton Pritchard is injured. For the Bulls, the skater boy, Zach Levine. 30 points, 34 minutes, six triples, two blocks, 58% shooting. Continues to be really, really impressive. Wasn't so good on the uh, on the playmaking in this one. We'd been really good in previous games, but that's fine. He's going to have some off nights there. Six turnovers is pretty rough. And it was a big, big night from Thad Young. 16, 9, and 9 in 31 minutes with Wendell Carter Jr. out and Pat Williams getting into some early foul trouble and then just not being seen again. 10 minutes only for Pat Williams. Two points. I, it's really hard to hold on to him at this stage. Well, Dan Gafford had just uh, zero points in 11 minutes. Now, I don't know what this does to Billy Donovan, but surely he just goes, shit, man, Wendell Carter is that much better that he just needs to play over Dan Gafford because Gafford has been shit house in these games. Speaking of shit house, Kobe White had five points in 24 minutes. He just really struggled. Now, you lost by 20 and you're playing your Garrett Temple 26 minutes. And I know relying on Garrett Temple is so, it's so awesome. Now, I don't... This is what happens when you, know, you do so many shows that I do and you talk so much and you try and pass value through for you know, ADPs and all that sort of stuff. So it makes people think that I'm a massive Kobe White fan. I'm not. I don't think that he's a long-term starter at point guard. I have said this multiple, multiple times. And because there are so many new people, especially in the YouTube side of things, that wouldn't have seen any of the pre-draft stuff that I did leading up to this draft, I was saying the Bulls need to take a point guard because Kobe White is not a, long, he's not a point guard. His best role is a sixth-man scoring guard type, Jordan Clarkson, Lou Williams, whatever we want to call it. That's what his role is. He is the point guard for this team this year, and he's bad at it. I still think that he's a guy that we want to roster. He's a 150-ranked player this year. I think he can get back inside the top 100, but he's not a point guard. And his role is not, I don't think, as a starter necessarily long. He's still young. He can still prove me wrong. And I get lots of things wrong. And shout out to the people who say, Josh, I hate listening to Josh show. He never admits when he's wrong. Do it all the time. I will admit when I'm wrong all the time. And yeah, happily to do it. Happy to do it. And I'm sorry, I'm a bit feisty today. Um, but yeah, I, I think White's going to be better than this. And I could be wrong this season, but it's just all about opportunity. Putting him and Levine together. They should be seeing how they grow together. They'll figure out that it's not a great pairing eventually, but it probably won't be this year. But maybe they're figuring it out earlier than that. Still holding Kobe. Maybe he's a bit of a buy low, but I'd still hold. No defensive stats for Larry Markkinen. Oh, hi, Mark. 18 points, six rebounds, three threes. 
That's just really stock standard Lowry. Will he ever be a top 50 player? I don't know. I think, I, and I've said this multiple times as well, I think he needs to bring some sort of defensive effort or be just a really high usage guy to ever get that top 40, top 50. And I don't think he's going to do it. I don't think he's got it in him. Otto Porter had 13 and 5 with four threes in 23 minutes. He's just a, a back-end 12-team league hole. But with how Patrick Williams is struggling, um, yeah, Williams is the 173rd ranked player. I, I can't see him being a 12-team hold unless you're just waiting for things to click. And they might click in a month or so. Um, yeah, Porter's there. I wouldn't want to have both those guys. You want to commit either way, Porter for the now, Williams for the future. But if they were both sitting on a waiver wire, I wouldn't think the league is crazy to have them both not on a roster, given how the ups and downs of how they're played. More minutes for Sadoransky here. He had six assists, but everything else wasn't particularly great. Three points on seven shot attempts. He can be behind, say, Tim, Timothy John McConnell, an interesting assists type streamer off the bench. But that's probably about it for, uh, for Big Thomas. All right, let's move on now to the last two games of the night. The first one, the Oklahoma City Thunder on the road beat the Blazers 125-122. That's a really, really bad loss for Portland. I know they're missing Yusuf Nurkic. I know they're missing uh, CJ McCollum as well. They're, they're big absences, but this Thunder team was starting a starting lineup that I don't think anyone was over the age of 23 in it. Gilgis Alexander, Roby, Baisley, Dort, and uh, Teo Maladon. That is hardly the murderer's row of, um, of starters, and to lose that at home is pretty rough. Especially against again against a team that is uh, not particularly trying to get these wins. Shea, 32 minutes, 24 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks. He's pushed himself into the top 35 now and really starting to repay that draft capital you spent while Isaiah Roby was strong again. 16 in 27 minutes with 2 blocks. Didn't shoot all that well, but as long as Horford's out, he's a must-roster 12-team league guy. Darius Baisley. Apparently, I'm the Darius Baisley lover now. And you know, that's, I guess, what you get when you talk about a guy that was ranked 640th in the preseason and go, that's ridiculous. Pick him in those last couple of picks. He's starting to come around, though, which is good. 19 points in 29 minutes, three triples, seven rebounds, two assists, while Lou Dort did struggle somewhat. No, my son is also named Bort. Seven points in 30 minutes. I think he's still a hold, but I don't have him... Uh, as high as what I have Baisley for the rest of the season. In his first start, Teo Maladon was fine, 6-4-4. Four, four. Absolutely is a name to watch for later in the season when George Hill does get moved or bought out or whatever happens there. While MC Hamadou Diallo had 11 points in 21 minutes with two steals. Not a guy that I'd be bothering with in 12 teams. I better mention Mike Muscala, who hit six triples in his 21 minutes, but he's not anything more than a deep league streamer. For the Blazers, Cantor put up big numbers, 13-22 and 22 with two steals. Must roster while Nurkic is out while Anthony Simons had his second consecutive good game. Now, Simons is still outside the top 300 for the season. He had 26 points with six triples in 29 minutes. I'm not relying upon this, this usage, this level of shooting, 60% from three. In a deep league, sure, take a flyer. I'm not doing it in 12s. Lillard had 26, 6, and 10 while Mallow started for Bob Covington. Had 22 points, had two blocks, had six rebounds, but... Yeah, that combination of Cantor and Mallow was always going to be relatively rough defensively. I didn't think they were terrible here, but it's always going to be a problem. Solid short-term value for Mallow at the moment. They also started Gary Trent ahead of Rocket Rodney Hood. Trent had 22 points. He had two steals. He had a combined one rebound and assist, or as I like to call them, arse bounds. 
Um, do we need to add him? I think he's fine as a points-type streamer, but he's not the highest upside player. Well, Rodney Hood um, didn't even play in this one, which was wild considering he'd been starting in the last game. There was no mention at all that he wouldn't be in the rotation. So for him to not play, um, I guess it's a rest thing as they're trying to... Um, trying to conserve his minutes, but there was no mention of that pregame. They just said, oh, he's not starting, and uh, and, and Hood's going to be on some sort of uh, minutes limit. So, uh, yeah, the minutes limit was zero, apparently, for this game. Uh, there, I guess it was a back-to-back, so it does make some sense. So we don't know if that's going to be a permanent thing, Trent starting, or if it's just because they were resting Hood here. But neither of those guys are 12-team options. Um, let's now go on to the next game. Uh, that one was the last one of the night. It was the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors win this one comfortably, 130-108. Jared Vanderbilt, another good game, 25 minutes. Did cop a smack in the head, and that limited his playing time overall. But 12-5 and five with two steals and two blocks. 12-team guy for now. Might remain that, depending on how they play him the rest of the year. While Malik Beasley had 30 points, and Anthony Edwards, 15 in 27 minutes. On poor shooting with very little else. And that pretty much is the Anthony Edwards story. With no D'Angelo Russell, ravishing Rick Rubio had 11 assists. He shot poorly and played only 26 minutes. Hard to justify holding him long-term in 12-teamers, while Naz Reed had 11 and 10 with two blocks. And as long as long as Towns is out, Reed's going to have some 12-team value. Okogi was dreadful. Zero points in 17 minutes with one steal. At least he got a steal. He's more of that 14 to 16-team league guy. For the Warriors, they made a change. James Wiseman went to the bench in this one. Where are you now? Played 16 minutes. Some of that was garbage time. Had 13 and 4 with two blocks in not bad fantasy production. It is hard to justify. We have had five first half minutes. Um, you know, I've been pretty yeah, steadfast in this. I, I didn't think Wiseman was a top three player in this draft coming into the draft. I think I had him at five in my draft. Um, I haven't thought he's played he's played particularly well. He can rack up some fantasy stats and he's shown flashes, but at this point, he's not a good NBA player. I don't think that... Apparently, that's a controversial statement because I put that on Twitter today and so many people disagreed with it. At, at this point, he's not good and that's why they made the change to put him onto the bench. Do you drop him in 10-team in leagues? I think you do. In 12-team leagues, um, it would depend on who I'm dropping him for. I just, again... So much of his fantasy production has come in garbage time situations. And if this wasn't a blowout, this would have been a much uglier line for Wiseman. I don't think he's coming straight back to the starting lineup in the next game. He was still somehow a minus two, while Looney was a plus 21 in a game they won by 22 points. So that, I guess, is a little bit concerning for his minutes or where it goes in the future. I think if you want to make a move and drop him in a 12-team league, I don't think that it's outrageous. I probably would want to see one more and see how the rotation looks, but I don't think it's as wrong. Ubro, that's great. 14 and 6, three steals, one block. All of his numbers had been okay outside of the shooting and scoring. And I thought, is there a worry with how he fits with his team? This would say that maybe it's not that, and maybe it was that weird lineup with Wiseman in it to begin with. He's a hold. Wiggins had 23 and 6, but importantly, three steals and three blocks. And Curry had 36 points with seven triples and three steals. Also, a little bit of a nice game from Draymond, 10, 6, and 4. It was against Minnesota. I think we can put that caveat on all of the Warriors players, but that's encouraging enough for me for Draymond to continue to hold him despite uh, the myriad of struggles he's had to begin this season. All right, let's move on now to look at the top ads over the last bit of time, 24 hours. Duke Wayne Ellington's up 22%. That makes complete sense. Jared Vanderbilt up 11%. Totally believe in that. I think that's fine for 12s. Torian Prince up 11%. 
Makes no sense to me at all. I don't think he should be a guy that we're you know, scurrying to go and add. Dougie McDirt up 10%. It made sense, but he was terrible today. I think we can probably consider him a, a stream drop type guy. Well, D-Line Wright was up 9%. Pretty happy if he did that today because that was big numbers there. With Derek Rose out, it makes sense. Let's see how it all works when Rose does return. For the drops... Shake Milton down 13%. Uh, yep, behind that. Marcus Morris down 12%. He'll be a massive ad for tomorrow. So that'll uh, change course. But of course, when those guys are back, he's not worth a 12-team league spot. Down 9% for Will Barton. Down 8% for Tyrese Maxey. And down 8% for Danny Green. All of those make a ton of sense to me. The monstrous line of the night. Guess, who is it? Drop it in the chat. Leave a comment. Who do you think the monstrous line of the night is? It is Luka Doncic. 39 points. Um, actually, those stats are completely wrong. I put the wrong numbers up. Oh, I hate when I make a mistake. All right, that's better. 35 points, 11 rebounds, 16 assists for Doncic, 10 of 10 from the line. Fantastic stuff. Got the defensive numbers. He'd been falling off a little bit, so good to see those numbers come back up for Doncic here to be the player of the night. No rookie of the night tonight. There wasn't anyone who really stood out, but what I am going to do, and let me know what you think about this as I put these um, these numbers in here. Um, let me know what you think. I'm going to do the top 10 players in category leagues and the top 10 players in points leagues for the day. So let's see how we go. The top 10 players in category leagues for today, Doncic, LeBron James, DeLon Wright, Malcolm Brogdon, Steph Curry, the skater boy, Zach Levine, Daniel Tice, Jeremy Grant, Nikola Vucevic, and Marcus Smart. There's your top 10 performers for nine category leagues today. For points leagues, Yahoo Standard, um, Doncic at one, LeBron two, Brogdon three, DeLon four, Vucevic at five, Curry at six, Durant at seven, Anthony Davis at eight, Cantor at nine, and Shea Gildas Alexander coming in at number 10. I'm not going to do a DFS preview for today. This show has gone on long enough. Um, I will cover some DFS stuff in the pregame show tomorrow. There's only the three games on. Guys, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Give us a review, leave a comment, give it a thumbs up, hit the bell as well. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.